Ladies and gentlemen, this is the knockout artist, Chris Hero, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Nation. What is up, everybody? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time of day it is. Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina. I'm super excited to be here, you guys. Well, kind of excited. There's a heat wave. There's a motherfucking heat wave happening. We're in smack dab right in the middle of it. Today is Friday. I don't know what day it is, but it's Friday. It's like in the evening. It's like 6 o'clock in the evening. It's hot as hell. It's like 99 degrees outside. I have my garage door open right now so I don't die of heat exposure. Um, so if you guys hear a few extra noises, like maybe some cars or people just like walking by or like a drive-by or something crazy like that, you know, just ignore it. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And if the podcast gets uploaded, then I probably survived. You guys, I probably survived. So if you're hearing this, then you know, there's nothing to worry about. But actually, if you don't hear this, then you might want to be a little bit worried. Yeah, you might want to be a little bit worried if you don't hear this. So, I guess, right off the bat, the first thing I want to talk about is going to be the TNA pay-per-view Slammiversary. Whoa. 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 Let's try that again. I guess right off the bat, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is going to be the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view Slammiversary. Um, I saw this card, and a miracle happened. I was like, that looks like a great card. And you guys, it was a great card. It was a great show. I really, really enjoyed uh, the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view Slammiversary. I didn't in- I didn't watch the, pay- the pre-show, which was kind of what I really wanted to watch, uh, just because of the Reverse Battle Royal. Everybody gives Reverse Battle Royal shit, um, but I liked it. I think it's a good idea, right? I don't know exactly how they do it, but my concept of the Reverse Battle Royal is you put 20 guys outside the ring, and the first 10 guys that get in are in the Battle Royal. You know, you got to fight for your spot to get into the ro- the royal, the Battle Royal. I think that's a great idea because it's like a double match. Even though, like, fighting on the outside is a lot harder for you to see when you're there in person. So maybe it's not such a good idea. Um, you know, because it's like one match is on the outside and then one match is on the inside. But, I, you know, I love Battle Royal. I love Battle Royal and I love Nostalgia. And I love TNA nostalgia. And those are three things that were involved in that match. I think Sharkboy ended up winning, uh, but I didn't watch it. Also on the pre-show, um, Matt Cardona. Not Matt Cardona, I'm sorry. The other one, Matt Cardona number two. Uh, Brian Myers. Uh, he lost the un... What is the, what's the title called? The the Impact the Digital Media title. What is a digital media title? Are they, I guess they're just trying to be different, you know? I think they're just trying to be different. Um, you know, they don't have the same the same old tired belt names, I guess. Although, I miss, like, uh, what was it called? The Impact Grand Championship. Like, I don't like the concept of uh, the rounds and, and, the, and the scoring and the judges and things like that. I don't like that concept, uh, but I do like the name of the title. So, I feel like if they would just... Uh, make that title just a title like maybe like the grand championship could be like a intercontinental title i say bring it back i like it 
But nonetheless, that's not why we're here today. We're here to talk about 2022 Soundiversary, which took place on June 19th, 2022 at the Nashville Fairgrounds, you guys. This took place at the Asylum in the Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds, which is, I don't know if you guys know this, I'm sure you do, uh, but this is where uh, TNA was when they first started off. This is where they were all the time before they moved to Orlando. Um, so it's kind of nostalgic. This whole thing was nostalgia because it was the 20 year anniversary, right? And um, yeah, so, so let's, let's move forward. Let's move forward, you guys. Here's the full results. Actually, I'd rather see them on Wikipedia. Uh, that way I don't give him back wrestling.com to hit. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, you guys. So this match, uh, we saw Rich Swan defeat Brian Myers by pinfall for the for the me- Impact Digital Media Championship. Uh, we saw Shark Boy winning the Battle Royal by last eliminating uh, Johnny Swinger. So on Wikipedia, Reverse Battle Royal has an entry. So I'm going to click on it. I'm going to explain to you guys what the Reverse Battle Royal is. Uh, the Reverse Battle Royal generally used in total non-stop action wrestling. A reverse battle royal begins with wrestlers surrounding the ring instead of inside of it. At the start of the match, they battle for half of them to get into the ring, at which point a standard last person standing wins the battle royal. There you go. Here's a th- here's a fun one. Thunder Bowl. A variation of Battle Bowl involves 100 wrestlers split in- into... 50 in two rings. All right, so it's two rings. I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. <coughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Thunder Bowl. I've never heard of this. I don't know where this was even used. Uh, a variation of the Battle Bowl involves 100 wrestlers split into 50 in two rings. The only way to be eliminated is to be thrown over the top ropes. Over the ropes, not over the top ropes. No matter how or where you hit, whether it's the apron, the floor, or the barricade, you are also eliminated. Even the apron? When 25 wrestlers are left, each ring... Uh, stage two begins where all 50 wrestlers get into one ring and there is no elimination after a five minute period the match turns into a battle royal where elimination is gained by throwing your opponent over the ropes to the floor when five wrestlers remain stage three begins the the third stage turns into a five-way match where pinfall and submission eliminate an opponent when two wrestlers are left the match turns into a last man standing where ko is legal oh kevin owens and then they have the tna knockout makeover battle royal they have a women's battle what's the difference between a men's battle royal and a women's battle royal a women's battle royal may allow women to be eliminated by being thrown through or under the ropes, as well as over the top rope. Although WWE's first official women's Royal Rumble match in 2018 used the same rules as the men's version, but the rules were changed back in 2016 when the rules were allowing women to be eliminated by being thrown under or through the ropes was eliminated. Oh, okay. World War Three. What is this, a Battle Royal Wikipedia page? Uh, Last Blood Battle Royal. Hardcore Battle Royal. Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal. 
Oh, that's like a dirty one. It's like French maid, lingerie, nurse, cool girl. Uh, Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. Bunkhouse Stampede. Battle Zone. Battle Bowl. Yeah, this is a Battle Royal, battle royal page on, uh, on Wikipedia, and it has all the different Battle Royals listed and what they're all about. That's pretty neat, right? I know it's way off subject. All right. All right. Sorry, I'm all sniffly now because I just sneezed. Um, hold on a second. All right. I don't know what happened. I pressed stop and then I pressed record. I meant to press pause. Uh, so if it sounds like a weird, like, bloop, bloop, then that was my fault. I went bloop, bloop, and I made that bloop, bloop happen. All right. Uh, let's get back to this pay-per-view, shall we, guys? Uh, Ultimate X for the Impact X Division Championship. I saw this match. This was the first match of the actual show. And Mike Bailey defeated Ace Austin, Alex Zane, Andrew Everett, Kenny King, and Trey Miguel. Let's break down this match, shall we? Ace Austin is like the only person that they have nowadays in Impact Wrestling who's worth a poop. He's good. He's a high flyer. He was the Impact Champion for the past three years. That's not a true thing, but I, in my mind it is. I believe it is because every time I'm like, who's the Impact Champion? It's always Ace Austin. I don't know who the fuck he is. I don't know where he came from. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I see him on Twitter, though. He has a girlfriend. She's the uh, the ring announcer. Not the ring announcer. The backstage interviewer at, uh, at Impact. Gia, Gia Miller? Gia Miller? Is that her name? Okay, anyway. Um... Alex Zane. Alex Zane is fucking dope, you guys. He was in uh, WWE. Uh, he was in 205 Live. Uh, if you want to go back, his name was Ari Sterling. A-R-I Sterling. Uh, go back and check him out. He was super dope. And then he was not in WWE for very long. Uh, the, thing, the, the cool thing about these people who are getting signed for six months and getting released, like Deanna Perrazzo, like Chelsea Green, like uh, Alex Zane, right? These people, they're having uh, Kevin Cross, Killer Cross, like he, he was there for maybe a year, I don't know. But like these people, they're getting the knowledge. WWE is bringing them in. They're giving them the knowledge of, of, of camera work, of being on TV, of, of acting, promo class, right? All these different things. Working in front of a large audience, being in the biggest company in the world, right? Getting a little bit of notoriety, getting some name value, and they release them. So now, like, okay, Alex Zane. Alex Zane doesn't have to go on the road with WWE. Alex Zane doesn't have to do what WWE tells him to do. If WWE tells him, hey, put on a dress, he has to do it. Or he's in breach of contract, right? But now he is making his own schedule. He's his own boss. He tells himself who he wants to work for. He has a higher name value. So he probably gets paid a lot more money now than he did before he was in WWE, right? Not just name value, but now he knows how to work TV. He knows how to cut a promo probably better. Like, there's a lot of things that he can do now that he probably couldn't do before. And, you know, maybe it's little nuances. Maybe it's just, like, working the crowd. Maybe it's, like, psychology, right? Maybe it's things you don't necessarily see. And the same thing can be said about Kevin Cross, 
right? Kevin Cross was amazing. I'm not going to take anything away from him. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, he needs to improve. No, he doesn't need to improve. But everybody can improve. And if you go to the WWE, whether you're there for three days or three years or 30 years, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn a few things. You know, every time you go out there, every time you lace up them damn boots, like you're going to learn some new shit. And so I feel like Alex Zane... Um, He's better off working there for six months and getting released than never working there at all, right? They always say it's better to love and to have lost. It's better to have signed and been released than to have never been signed at all. So I feel like Alex Zane... But you know what? They still did Harry Smith dirty because he's older. He's been around the block. He knows what's going on. He's a heart. He's been to Japan. He held championships. He's been around the world. He's fought MMA like Harry Smith is dope as fuck and the WWE did him dirty okay Alex Zane is young he's you know not a nobody but like he's not like a name he's not like a heart you know what I mean like like he's gonna build his career off of that stint and he's gonna have a higher name value he's gonna have a higher paycheck Harry Smith is older Harry Smith has name value already and he needed that shit hard you know like okay now he's the NWA world tag team champion with Doug Williams it's not the same, but it's something, and it's somebody gave him some kind of... Did you guys hear that? That was fucking crazy. Okay, so, uh, anyways, I'm, I'm upset about Harry Smith. Like, like, people get released. It happens. It does. But Harry Smith just got signed, and he got released. Like, he was not even on TV, I don't think. I don't think he was even on TV. And Harry Smith gets released, and now he's in the WWE, and he's tag team champions. It's cool, but, like, he should be WWE tag team champions right now. He should be on TV. He should be fighting Roman at the head of the table. He should be getting speared at a hell in a cell against... He should be fighting Cody and, and Seth. He should be in there being the, the man. You know what I mean? Like, Harry Smith is the man, you guys. He never got his due. He never got his, like, what he deserved. And I'm not just saying that because I love the Hart family. Like, Harry Smith is dope. He's dope. He's really dope. He's a good wrestler. He's big. He's British Bulldog's son. And like I said, he has experience. He's been around the block. He's been around the fucking world. Like, forget the block. He's been around the world. So, I don't know. He had a run in WWE. It was okay. It was. It left a lot to be desired. And then I thought that when they signed him, it was going to be kind of like what he deserved. But then it wasn't because they released him. Ah, why did they release him? All right, let's get back to this fucking Slammiversary show. Uh, Mike Bailey defeated Ace Austin, Alex Zane, Andrew Evitt. I'm just going to sit here and talk about each one of these people. I don't know why. But, like, Andrew Evitt is amazing. And Andrew Evitt represents, like, when I was last watching TNA, honestly, when he was teaming up with uh, um, Trevor Lee before Trevor Lee got signed. And it was, uh, what were they doing? They were doing something together. They were some kind of tag team. And they were super cool, and I, and I liked them a lot. And that's when I was, like, really last trying to make an attempt to watch Impact. Uh, when when, when uh, Andrew, Andrew Everett was there and teaming up with uh, 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 Trevor Lee. And it was good times. So it was really cool to see Andrew Everett in this match, you know. Uh, it would have been cool to see uh, who was originally supposed to be in this match. I forgot, but whoever it was got hurt. Oh, it was uh, Jack Evans. He got hurt at the NWA show the night before. Yeah, I, I'd rather... You know what? 
I'm not going to take anything away from Jack Evans. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of Jack Evans. I know he's a big name on the Indies. He's a team with Teddy Hart. I know he's been around a lot. And he's gone to Mexico. He made a huge name for himself in Mexico. But honestly, like in my heart of hearts, I would much rather see Andrew Everett in this position uh, than Jack Evans. Even though Jack Evans probably would have put on a better match. Uh, Kenny King. Let me tell you about Kenny King, you guys. Uh, it's funny because, so, Ring of Honor, let, let's let's go back. Let's go way back. <laughs> back in the day when I was young and not a kid anymore. Um, what was I going to say? So, Kenny King uh, was with, with Ring of Honor, and he did this thing where he swerved Ring of Honor, and he didn't sign with them, and he ended up signing with TNA, and it was like this huge swerve, and Ring of Honor kind of told him to go fuck himself. I think they even said that he was not welcome back uh, when that happened. If I remember correctly. And then he went on to have a pretty mediocre run in TNA. Uh, in fact, like, I feel like he had a pretty terrible run. And by the time his run was over, like, we all felt bad for him. And I feel like uh, we felt so bad for him that Ring of Honor was like, all right, you can come back. And he went back to Ring of Honor. And he, he went back to Ring of Honor. And then he was like, man, fuck TNA, you know? He was like that. He felt like that. And... And so fast forward right now, um, I guess not right now, like a year ago or whatever, right? So Ring of Honor goes out of business. All of their contracts go up. All of their contracts lapse or whatever whatever the term is. Every Ring of Honor wrestler is a free agent. So uh, Impact signed a handful of people, right? They signed uh, the Briscoes. They already have Eddie Edwards. They signed PCO and, and, and Mike Bennett and Maria Canellas, right? These people, this Vincent guy, whoever the fuck he is. And they bring in the Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Um, I think they gave it to Deanna. I think Deanna won the NWA, not the NWA, the uh, the Ring of Honor Women's World Title. I think Deanna Prazo did. I don't know who she beat for it. Um, I don't remember, but for a while, I think she was Impact and Ring of Honor Women's Champions. I could be wrong, but then yeah, yeah, because they brought her on in like one episode of Impact and she lost to Mar- uh, Mercedes Martinez. Um, anyway, so so what happened was Ring of Honor was kind of like dead right it was kind of like it was kind of like dead basically uh there was no pulse there there was no contracts there and i don't know what the deal was with the belts i don't know why the belts were still kind of going when ring of honor was kind of dead uh i thought that was pretty weird that that the ring of honor women's tag team title um the the ring of honor women's world title and that might be the only one to tell you the truth showed up in, in, in TNA wrestling or Impact Wrestling, you know? And I just thought it was weird, right? Like, why do they have rights to, to Ring of Honor, whatever? Did they have some kind of uh, deal to, together? And then they brought in this group called uh, Honor No More. And so Honor No More is like an Impact group, but they're like Ring of Honor group, right? So Honor No More is like the NWO because they're coming from Ring of Honor, they're invading from Ring of Honor, right? It's it's Eddie Edwards, uh, who was already in Impact for years and years and years, and Mike Kanellis and Maria Bennett and PCO and this Vincent guy, whoever the fuck that is. 
and uh, and 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 Kenny King. And so, apparently, all right, I don't know. Kenny King wasn't in the match earlier. The match later. I mean, um, and so. Uh, yeah, so Ring of Honor gets bought by by AEW and Tony Khan, and then all the Ring of Honor references and everything gets pulled from Impact, and now they have this group that's a spinoff of Ring of Honor, but they actually don't have Ring of Honor anymore. So it's kind of it's kind of funny, but it works. It still works. So that's Kenny King in a nutshell for you. He screwed over Ring of Honor. He went back to Ring of Honor, and now he's back in TNA. And the last but definitely not least, Trey Miguel. Um, Mike Bailey won that match. I don't know much about Mike Bailey. I know his nickname is Speedball. I've seen him in a couple of PWG matches. That's the best. That's the most knowledge I have of Mike Bailey. Um, it was a good match, though. It was a really fun match. A good way to kick things off. I feel like it was old school, nostalgic, you know? Kicking things off with an Ultimate X uh, and or an X Division match is kind of the way uh, TNA likes to roll. So, yeah, hell yeah. Woo, 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 you know it. Sorry, I have this nose thing going on. Allergies are just, they just suck. And getting older sucks, and allergies suck, and everything in the world. Anyway, let's get back to the to the fantasy world of professional wrestling, shall we? That was the first match in that pay-per-view, you guys. Um, I know I've been talking a lot about, whatever. All right, let's keep this thing moving. Uh, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie defeated the influence. Now, when I first saw that this match had the influence in it, I got a little excited. Okay, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little excited because I'm like, oh, my favorite women's tag team of all time is gonna be in this match. But then I realized I meant in my mind, in my mind, I meant the inspiration, not the influence. So, uh, Iconic. All right, let's keep this thing going, you guys. Um, oh, they beat the influence for the World Tag Team Women's Titles in seven minutes and twenty seconds. Uh, in sixteen minutes, Sammy Callahan defeated Moose by pinfall in a Monsters Balls match. <laughs> Did I just say Monster Balls? <laughs> um, the World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the Good Brothers defeated the Briscoes. This match was okay. It was ten minutes. This match was a lot better than the previous couple matches. So, you know, this is kind of where this thing took a little bit of a nosedive. But then we had a fun night here. Uh, the Impact Originals, Alex Shelley, Chris Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, and Nick Aldis, who, I don't know why they're calling him Nick Aldis. I mean, that's his name, yeah, obviously, but, like, that's not what his name when he was in TNA. Uh, and the mystery partner, who I was hoping was going to be EC3, Especially because Dixie came out, and when Dixie came out, I'm like, oh, it's going to be her. Because she's like, my nephew, Ethan Carter the third. But nope, it was Davey Richards. They defeated Honor No More. Eddie Edwards, Mike Taven. Oh, yeah, he's another one they signed. Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent with Maria Canellis. Uh In 18 minutes and 45 seconds, uh, this match ended when PCO was trying to, to attack Frankie Kazarian's wife, he had her by the hair, he was pointing into the ring, and then Frankie Kazarian's like, oh, hell no, he kind of like went into Superman mode, and then he just beat the shit out of PCO, pinned him, one, two, three, 18 minutes, 45 seconds, uh, TNA Originals defeat, on no more, hell yeah. The next match was really good, it was a queen of the mountain for the Impact World Championship of the Knockouts, Mickey James was a special guest ring enforcer, she was Arn Anderson. 
Mia Yim, Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, Tasha Steeles, and the winner, Jordan Grace. It was a good match, you guys. Go watch it. Go watch it. King of the Mountain, Queen of the Mountain, any kind of of the mountain matches are always going to be kind of weird and kind of weird and kind of kind of weird. Um, so go watch it. You know, it's not a great match. It's a fun match. Um, it's kind of weird, you know, but all these of the mountain matches are kind of weird. I don't know if I mentioned it, but these matches, the, the blank of the mountain, they are kind of weird. All right, you guys. Uh, and then in our main event, which I also uh, kind of got bored, uh, Josh, who the fuck is Josh Alexander? So Josh Alexander, last time I checked in on Impact during the pandemic, the M-pandemic, um, Josh Alexander was teamed up with Ethan Page, and they were called the North. And he looked exactly like he looks now. And the stupid headset and the and the the headgear and the and the singlet. Like, what is he? A college wrestler? Like, who is this guy? I don't know where he is. I don't know where he came from. I know he's Canadian. That's about it. What was he Canadian? They just found this dude in, in wrestling in high school and college. They're like, hey, you want a job? You seem pretty cool. You know, like, what happened? How? Where did he come from? Where was he before? I didn't see him before. I didn't know about him. And then all of a sudden, he's, on, he's Impact World Champion, and he's like this big, undefeatable guy, and nobody can beat him, and he beat Eric Young. And who the fuck is Eric Young? Why is Eric Young? You know, your company is pretty sad when Eric Young is getting a world title shot, right? I mean, I would have rather seen a million other people getting title shots. Luckily for them, I guess, Rhino was injured because I would have loved to see Rhino get a world title shot. Hey, if Rhino comes back from injury and gets... No, because Rhino's fitting with Faith no more. Um, did I say Faith no more? I meant Honor no more. Dude, they stole their name from Faith no more, those bastards. All right, well, I wanted to talk about that. I did. Uh, what else is happening in the world? There's the whole Vince McMahon thing. Um, nothing really new has come from that investigation that, that's been happening. Uh, you know, they found out the three million dollars that that went to the hush money. Uh, it was something along the lines of like she got a raise for a hundred million, and she was getting the next hundred million over the next two years. Not hundred million, three million, one million, one million. I don't know, something like that, right? Yeah, one million and then two other million. I don't know. She she got paid three million dollars for hush money. Um, last week on the show, Michael, my buddy Michael was saying that he heard, uh, I did not hear this at all, uh, that it may not have been an affair. She may have found out about some kind of ailment Ill, Ill, that Vincent Mann has, which is a pretty interesting take. You know, uh, I always think it would be interesting to see, uh, Tony Khan purchase AEW and then, I'm sorry, uh, WWE, like, like, like if, uh, the shareholders are like, fuck this, big man, he's fired, right? And they, they sell the company because, you know, ABC could buy it. Disney could buy it, Fox could buy it, Disney wants to buy it, you know, so like, I could see Fox buying it or Disney buying it, that'd be super cool, that'd be funny, right? Um, I feel like they would put people in charge of it that would know what to do. But also, I think it'd be funny if Tony Khan was the person that purchased it, and then WWE would be in the AEW universe, or would AEW be in the WWE universe? I mean, if you think about it, Tony Khan, if he was running the show, uh, he would probably have to leave AEW because it would just take so much time to, because WWE is such a, a beast, you know, it's such a global empire. It was like, I mean, honestly, like AEW has better wrestling and AEW is on the same time, you know, they're evenings and they're on, on TV and they're on cable and they look major league. Like my friend asked me who lives in Vegas a few months ago, how big is AEW? Because he, he knew they were coming to Vegas for a uh, double or nothing or whatever the show they did recently in Vegas. Um, 
and uh, I was like, oh, they're major league, they're WWE size, you know. But it, like, the buildings and the production value is WWE size. But then when you think about it, the company as a whole, as an infrastructure, they're like one fifth or one sixth of the WWE because WWE is this global empire, you know. They have NXT UK, right? Tony Khan, you can't even go to the UK. I'm just kidding. I don't know if you can or not. I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm just kidding about that. Um, so that happened. Uh, not much new there. Vincent Mann's been coming out on TV with, like, saying random shit. Like, the first time he came out, he was like, Money Night Raw. It's, it's the longest TV show in the history of the world. Or, I don't know. Actually, that was the second time I think he came out. The first time he came out... He just said, then now forever. Ah, he can't even talk anymore, dude. He's so old. Like, he can barely even talk. Like, he's cutting, and cutting in promos. And the fans are like, woo, yeah, you're the god. It's like, he's under investigation. What if the, you know, I don't know. I don't know, you guys. Let's keep this thing going. Let's get this thing moving along. Uh, we had Dynamite. Brian Danielson came out and talked about his future. Brian Danielson spoke about his future. He spoke about um, Forbidden Door and about Blood and Guts. And he said as much as he would love to do it, he's not cleared to wrestle. He has some kind of injury. It's probably a knee injury like we had speculated uh, from that one thing that we saw on TV. And uh, we'll see what happens with, with Brian Daniels. And I hope he comes back sooner than later. I really like him. I think he's one of the greatest wrestlers in the world today. And I'm super sad that uh, Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. is not going to happen. But... He found a replacement. He found somebody who can go toe-to-toe with Zack Sabre Jr. technically and then could turn around and go to blood and guts and kick the crap out of Chris Jericho. Um, there's a lot of speculation on who it is. He wouldn't tell us. His exact words were, you guys want to know who it is? Well, look, I came out of the heel tunnel. I'm not going to tell you, but I'm also not going to tell Zack Sabre Jr. If you want to see the greatest technical wrestling match in the world, then tune on tune in on Sunday. Uh, it could be Cesaro. It could be Johnny Gargano. It could be John Gresham. Uh, it could be, there's so many people it could be, there's so many people it could be, uh, but those are like the top candidates that people are talking about. Uh, I, I personally think myself that Johnny Gargano left WWE on such good terms and, you know, he didn't leave to like go somewhere else. He didn't leave because he was mad. He left because his wife was having a baby and I feel like him and WWE were like, Hey, I'll come back when, when we're ready. And then WWE's like, Cool, we'll have a spot for you. So I feel like when when WWE when when Johnny Gargano is ready to come back to wrestling, he's gonna go back to WWE. That's what I honestly think. I mean, I don't know that. That's not been confirmed, but like that's what I think from what I assess in the situation. You know, I think Johnny Gargano is gonna go back to WWE. Um, so it's probably gonna be Cesaro. I think Cesaro would be super dope. Uh, I think Cesaro versus Zack Sabre Jr. would be super dope. And then Cesaro and Blood and Guts would be super dope. Especially because uh, he'll be fighting his old buddy, Jack Swagger. Jake Hager. Um, oh, I gotta clean this up a little bit. I spilled some, some of my Rockstar on the table and I thought I cleaned it all up. But there's a sticky place! I hate stickiness! Alright, you guys. Let's keep this thing going. Um... Nothing super notable happened on Dynamite. There was a cool promo by Christian. 
Sasha Banks is popping up in weird places. And I think she has a new hairdo. Her hair is like natural color, maybe. I don't know. Um, but she's popping up in weird places. Um, speculation is that she got released. It has not been officially confirmed by her or the company. Uh, but reports on the internet are saying that people backstage are saying that she's been released. So I don't know what we believe. All I know is that she's not on TV. She's probably been released and or going to be soon. Uh, you know what, you guys? I'm going to get out of here soon. Um, but one thing I do want to do is I want to go over the card for the Forbidden Door. I'm super excited about the Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. No? Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Forbidden Door. This is not what I'm looking for. This is some Indonesian movie. Is this a movie? Psychological thriller film. The Forbidden Door is a 2009 Indonesian psychological thriller film written and directed by Joko Anwar based on Suku Ayu Asmara's, Asmara's novel of the same name. Despite disappointing box office receipts, in Indonesia, the film won rave reviews internationally with The Hollywood Reporter calling it a film that would make Alfred Hitchcock and Pedro Amore Almodovar proud. Well then, this is not what I wanted to see at all. I just typed in Forbidden Door and it's the only thing that came up and then... Okay, whatever. AWX New Japan Forbidden Door. This doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Everything has a Wikipedia page. Everything except for me, I guess. AEW.com. I guess AEW.com is probably the best place to look. AllEliteWrestling.com, baby, baby. If you want to buy tickets. But not if you want to see the card, apparently. Alright, well. It's going to be super fun. It's in Chicago, you guys. It's in Chicago. All right, here we go. This is a stacked card. This is definitely a stacked card. Let's go to uh, wrestlingnews.whatever. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's talk about this. Uh, the interim AEW World Championship match. John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, this is going to be a dream match. Uh, it's going to be super fun. Uh, Moxie's excited about it. Uh, Jericho's not. Jericho's like, I already beat your punk ass twice. I ain't worried about you. Uh, but Tanahashi's one of the best that New Japan has to offer. And John Moxie's one of the best that AEW has to offer. And these two guys going after the World Championship. It's going to be super dope, even though it's the interim championship, because CM Punk is the real champion, and he's on the sidelines. Um, but I do agree with what we said last week. Uh, it would be really like poopy uh, for John Moxley to become the first two-time AEW champion, but a second title run is interim title. So I don't know about that. Um, I do want to see the title switch. I want to see the AEW title go to New Japan, and I want to see the IWGP title go to AEW. I think that would be super cool. So I'm going to go with uh, Tanahashi. I'm picking Tanahashi on this one, you guys. 
I think the winner is going to be the audience. Uh, the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match is going to be Jay White, the champion, defending against Hangman Adam Page, uh, Kazoo Okada, <laughs> and Adam Cole. Um, this is going to be a really good match, you guys. I think Okada is amazing. He's going to have some great matches with these guys. Uh, but let's go with, I want to say, you know what? I want to say Adam Cole. I want to say Adam Cole. But he's got the Owen Hart belt. And it will be weird for him to have that really big belt and that really small belt. So Adam Page, maybe? Let's go Adam Cole. Let's go Adam Cole. Final answer, Adam Cole. Uh, AEW. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna re- I'm gonna change that. Let's go uh, Hangman. Final answer, Hangman. I know I said final answer was Adam Cole, but I'm changing my final answer to Hangman. 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 As <laughs> Jim Ross says, the All Atlantic Championship four way match: Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Ishi. Uh, Ishi apparently was announced. I think yesterday that Ishi uh, got a knee injury. And he is unable to be in the match, and therefore he has a replacement. Uh, it's it's a New Japan person I never heard of. I think he's an American dude, uh, a white dude, um, but I never heard of him before. And and I'm looking for it now. And he's replacing Ishi. He's a big dude though, like. Oh, this says original plans for and New Japan Forbidden Door. Okay, what does it say? John Moxley versus Tanahashi for the interim title. Championship will headline Sunday's pay-per-view. Uh, the original main event was CM Punk defending the title against Tanahashi. Yeah, I know. We know that. That's not a secret. Uh, oh, I see. Original plan for, for, for Moxley. Uh, Meltzer reports in the Observer Newsletter that the original plan was for Moxley to be in a six-man tag, uh, which is why Utumo is there as Moxley's protege. I don't know Utumo is Moxley's protege. Uh, Shota, Yumito, Wheeler, Yuta, and Eddie, Ed- Eddie Kingston. Uh, that would have been Moxley, Yuta, and Kingston versus Jericho, Guevara, and Suzuki, uh, which is cool that they have new Japan guys in that match. You know, so that's pretty neat, I guess. All right. Um, WWE files new name for Jordan Devlin. Let's see. Jordan Devlin's new name is J.D. McDonough. McDonough? I don't know how to say that. Now that he's returning to NXT. J, instead of Jordan Devlin, he's J.D. McDonough? Wow. Wow. Just Wow. Trying to find the replacement for. Uh, let's see. Leo Rush. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'm not going to find it. But, um. Oh, Johnny Gargano has a planned signing in Chicago the same day as Forbidden Door. And it's a ridiculous coincidence. That's pretty fun. I don't know who he is uh, replaced with, I guess. I guess uh, it's way back in the news. Um, Rhea Ripley has a brain injury. Uh, WWE announced Monday that she's been pulled from the women's match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw that. Um, 
Ripley's response to the fans there that she's dealing with the following issues. Brain teeth can't see a brain injury. Stop being incompetent and reaching at nothing. Based on the description of the injury, it sounded like she has a concussion. Oh. Did somebody, like, did a fan be mean to her? I don't know. Um, full details. Oh, that's what I'm looking at now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who replaced him. Uh, some guy I never heard of, though. Some guy I never heard of. And uh, he's a big dude, though. He's a really big dude. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Ishii's not in the match. Some other dude is. That's cool. IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Will Ospreay defends against freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy, uh, which is super fun. Super, super fun. Um, it's not going to be a great match because Orange Cassidy, like, I don't think about Orange Cassidy and I think about, oh, man, this is going to be a classic, right? Like, if Will Ospreay was going against, like, Adam Cole or uh, who's he been feuding with recently? Um, FTR. Uh, I would rather see Will Ospreay against uh, Trent. If I saw that it said Will Ospreay versus Trent, I would be more excited than Will Ospreay versus... I just don't like Orange Cassidy that much. I mean, he's cool. You know, don't get me wrong. He's cool. But, like, I feel like he's a novelty act. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship Thunder Rosa defends against Tony Storm. I kind of hope Tony Storm wins. I like Thunder Rosa, but, like, her, her title reign has been very uh, lackluster, I guess is a good term. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Her title reign has been very forgettable. And I think at this point, just get the belt off of her, put it on Tony Storm, and just try to, like, book it good. Uh, Ring of Honor, World Tag Team Championship, and IWGP World Tag Team Championship as the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions FTR uh, take on the IWGP Tag Team Champions, the United Empire uh, with uh, Great Ocon and Jeff Cobb and versus uh, Rapongi Vice. Which is Trent Beretta and Rocky Romero. I guess that's why Trent's not in the match. Uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Versus Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Yumina. I never heard of Shota Yumina. Yumina? Uh, Yumino. So, like, I feel like it'd be pretty cool to see him. Especially now that I know he's uh, John Moxley's uh, protege. I did not know that at all. So, that's pretty cool, you know. Uh, Zach, uh, Zach Saber Jr. versus Brian Danielson's mystery dude. Um, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. And uh, last but definitely not least, it might even be the first match though. Actually, I think Zach Saber Jr. will probably be the first match. Let's see. Let me look at this card. You know what? Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy first match. Oh, it could be the, the All-Atlantic title. Maybe, uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy is the first match. Um... Young Bucks, oh wait, I, I forgot to pick to my picks. Okay, uh, so IWGP Championship, I picked Heyman Page. AEW All-Atlantic 4-Way Match, uh, Miro, Pac, Malachi Black, and the other dude. I'm going to go with Miro. IWGP United States title, I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. Uh, Women's World title, I'm going to go with Tony Storm. Uh, the Tag Team Championship, winner takes all. Oh, you know what? I really want I really want the FTR to win. I want to see FTR with three sets of tag titles. I want to see FTR with the AAA, 
the Ring of Honor and the IWGP World Tag Team titles. I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, Chris Jericho and team versus Eddie Kingston and team. Uh, I pick. I pick the opposite of who won Anarchy in the Arena. Uh, who won? I think Eddie Kingston won. I pick Jericho. No, Jericho won Anarchy in the Arena. I pick Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umina. I pick them. And Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Daniels' mystery opponent. You always got to make the mystery guy win. You always got to make the replacement win. Otherwise, he's a disappointment. And it's going to be Cesaro. I'm going to get extra bonus points because the King of Swing is going to come out. He's going to be Claudio Castagnoli or whatever the fuck his name is. And then he's going to come out and he's going to be super cool. And he may even have hair. Probably not. And he's going to come out. He's going to whip Zack Sabre Jr.'s butt. But it's going to be a really good match, so I'm super excited about that. And the Bullet Club versus uh, the Young Bucks. Uh, he, uh, whoever this guy is and this other guy uh, versus Darby Allen, Sting, and uh, two other guys. I pick... Who do I pick? I pick Darby Allen and Sting. I pick Darby Allen and Sting. And then I'm also assuming we're going to get this one, a Christian thing, maybe a promo... Uh, maybe Jungle Boy, maybe Luchasaurus, some along those lines should be fun. Uh, go out, go watch the match, go watch the pay per view, go watch the show. It'll be really good. It'll be really good. Go watch it. It'll be a great time. And then we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it in a few days. We'll see what happened. We'll get the results. You know, we'll have fun. We'll have a good time. Uh, I gotta go though, cause it's almost seven o'clock, and I have an open mic to host online, and my computer is dying at the same time, and it's just there's too many things happening right now all at once, and. It's hot in here, so I'm gonna go. I hope my laptop doesn't die. I gotta, I gotta get the charger so it actually doesn't die while this audio file is rendering or whatever. Oh, you know what? This isn't Zoom. It doesn't need to render. I just need to save it. All right, everybody. Um, thank you so much for following the podcast on social media. Uh, I'll give you the social media stuff at PWM Podcast on Twitter, which is my most fun place out of all my social medias. Uh, my most fun place is Twitter, PWN podcast account. So I spend most of my time there. Uh, also on Twitter, hypothetical comedy, uh, hype the comedy, H Y P the comedy. And for myself personally, it's going to be at Funky Sam Medina uh, on Instagram at Funky Sam Medina at hypothetical comedy at PWN dot podcast. Um, Venmo me at Funky Sam Medina if you want to like share some love, show some love. Um, help me out <laughs> financially. Just kidding. Not really, though. Uh, not really kidding. Um, <laughs> but I am. <laughs> it's like that thing where, like, if you if you, if I say it and then you say no, I go, haha, just kidding. But then, like, if you're like, yeah, you know, I'll send you something. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I wasn't kidding at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding again. Um, yeah. So so go ahead and follow me on social media at Funky San Medina across all platforms. Uh, go join Hypothetical Comedy Network on Facebook. It's my group. It's my group, you guys. It's super fun. All right, well, I'm going to go so this computer does not die while, uh, you know, before the audio file is saved and all that stuff. Um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you for following. Uh, go give me a five-star review. Go buy a T-shirt on my, on my uh, what is it? My, I can't even think of what it's called right now. I have the link, though. The link is in my um, on my Twitter, PWM Podcast. The link is there. Go buy my merch. It's at T Public on uh, my merch. Uh, Pro Wrestling Nation, Funky San Medina, Hypothetical Comedy, it's all those things on that link. Go buy some cool shirts 
and some of them were designed by my wonderful wife and it's super cool you guys so go buy that stuff it's gonna be super fun um send me money uh listen to the podcast subscribe what else do i want to tell you to do before i leave uh, all this fun stuff <laughs> i'm just kidding um thank you very much i guess for listening one more time and uh uh, uh that's about it my name is funky sam Medina. thank you so much peace